Hi guys, welcome to Between Appointments Podcast. I'm Sarah, your host, and this is where I dive into conversations, topics, trends, and all the things in between that clients bring into the shop while I'm doing their hair. These conversations are so big, broad, and fun that they belong in the ears of many. So thanks for being here, and let's get into it. Hi guys, it's me, Sarah, and this is Between Appointments. I am so glad that you're joining me this week. Your support along the way has been so fun, and this episode today, I hope that you get to know a little bit more about me, and I hope that it also kind of inspires you to take a pause in your own life and do some like soul searching a little bit on how you can show up into this new season we're going into, the fall, which I love because clients come in and there's stories from the summer and like what we're looking forward to the rest of the year. And it usually means like we're changing a little bit about their overall look. So let's just dive right into this week's episode. So growing up, I went to the same middle school and high school. It was all on the same campus. It was a private Catholic school. And in middle school, we had like a very small class. It was super small. So everybody knew each other. Our families all knew each other. And I was friends with the cool girls, but I wasn't the cool girl. And then I was like nice to all the kids who maybe were considered like the nerds or I don't know, the the quirkier like artsy students. Like I was friendly, friendly with everybody. And then going into high school, my mom for eighth grade graduation surprised me with my very first highlight appointment. And let me tell you, <laughs> that appointment changed my entire life. Without that highlight appointment with Shug, bless her, I don't know that I would have become a hairdresser. I sat there as this little like preteen getting highlights and lowlights in this like very sophisticated bob and literally transformed in a matter of hours from like this little girl to this like beautiful young woman. And I literally remember thinking if she gets paid to do this every day to people, I want this job. It was that big of a transformation. I showed up at eighth grade graduation and I know I was like turning heads because I no longer looked like this little girl anymore. I wasn't the little baby duckling. I was a beautiful swan going off to high school. It was great. (laughs) And that summer was really fun for me because we had had a German exchange student my eighth grade year and I had kind of gotten to know some of the high school kids through him living with us that year prior And so then going into like summer soccer camp and all that, people kind of knew who I was because I was Michael's little sister. And when I got to high school, it was not that big of a shocker to me. I actually was very excited. I was very confident in myself. I felt good about the way I looked. I I loved it. I loved it. I loved freshman year, like the first month probably. I walked through the hallways. I knew people from the like senior and junior and sophomore classes because I was in some of the classes with them. I played sports with them. 
And I also knew people in my own freshman class because I'd gone to school with them for so long. So I didn't have that cumbersome like introduction to this new chapter of not knowing anybody. And I remember this one day walking into the cafeteria and I sat down at my usual lunch table with the same girls I sat with every day all through middle school for lunch. And they all went around and decided to tell like two or three things that they did not like about me. Now, the girls in that group were a little bit envious, I think, of the fact that I like knew other people outside of them and they were all so closely connected. And I just wasn't that type of girl. I didn't know that that was part of it, but it, it it's just what it was. Like I wasn't that type of person. I liked being friends with a lot of different people and that felt threatening, I would imagine, to them. But that that little girl, Sarah, didn't know that. So when those girls went around and said those things about me, it it just took all that like confidence and like radiance out of me for a little while because I was like embarrassed or ashamed like I did something wrong. I wasn't good enough. And I remember crying in the bathroom for a while. I remember going home and crying on the stairs with my mom. And I remember kind of vowing to never have like a big group of girlfriends ever again, which honestly still kind of is the case. (laughs) I have a lot of really wonderful friends. I have my community of clients who I feel like are friends as well to me, but I've never been like the girl gang girly. Like I have like my good writer dies, but I'm friends with everybody a little bit. So when I walked into like the cafeteria after that day, I kind of like had all these options as to where to sit. I just felt like I was banished from one table, but really it like opened up so many things. And that little girl in me then like couldn't see all the good that was happening because of that. I just focused on like the scariness of it. And even now as I start this podcast, you get this like imposter syndrome or like, oh, I just want everybody to like this. I want everybody to like me and da da da. And also I'm like, who cares? Walk in, put up that mic and let your voice rip. It will land where it needs to. And those who will love you will support you all along this journey. And those who don't just won't. And that's okay. It's okay. So it's funny because like that high school experience of the lunchroom tables I have noticed, especially now as a parent, are really like trickling in. I remember going to like several like events where there's kids parties and there's different types of parents, just like there's different types of people. Shocker. And you kind of like walk into these situations like, okay, which person looks like they're my person? (laughs) And it's really true for any age or stage of life. Whether you are the new person in the office and you're trying to figure out like, okay, who looks like they could be kind of like my people or my person? Or maybe you're getting into like empty nester life and your house is going to be a little bit quieter and it's like, okay, what am I going to do with fewer people like in the house? Like, where am I going to go? Like, what tables am I going to go to instead? Or maybe you're like, oh my gosh, I always sit at a really crowded table because life is really full and I just need to go sit by myself. Like these are things that really like 
metaphorically show up for us after we leave high school. I hear clients come in, especially this time of year, because I feel like the fall is when a lot of transition happens. Moms are setting up like new schedules and routines for the year because their kids are starting new things and they're kind of the the primary parent to like strategize that. There are some situations where I know there are dads that do that as well. Um, so it's not just a mom thing, but you know, it's like we're all kind of going through it. And I think that there's really this like strong urge to remind people to like take that pause. Like don't just sit down anywhere. Don't get like set in your ways of the routine. Don't just do what everybody else is doing, but really like take a pause, figure out what it is you want and then go do it. And I feel like in real life, it's fun because it's like clients come in and they'll kind of tell the transition of like what's going on. And I get to, as the hairdresser say, all right, so let's, let's like add some bangs. Okay, let's not. Let's put in some low lights or let's tone those ends down so they're not so bleachy, but like a little bit softer, like fall blonde. And really changing our like external views of ourself through hair is like such a confidence boost. So as you walk into like whatever scenario that is, you can do so feeling a lot better about yourself or more more embodied and more empowered through navigating whatever is ahead because a lot of us don't always know what comes after that. It's just like, okay, making this choice, I'm sitting here, but then what? And that's the beauty of life. We don't always know what's ahead, but a lot of good stuff comes to us when we do these things. Like we take the moment, we allow us the opportunity to receive something and there's always good on the other side of it. So many times I think people look at these transitions and just see the bad, like, oh my gosh, my husband's retiring. He's going to be home all the time. Like, what am I going to do? Am I going to get sick of him? (laughs) Like, oh my gosh, I'm retiring. I have to live on a budget. What am I going to do? Oh my gosh. Like, there's a lot of that focus on the, the negative or the scary or the the fear and anxiety inducing parts of it. But the thing I always try to do in conversations, like try and find like, what's the good? Oh my gosh. Like you're going to have opportunities to like go find hobbies outside of the house so that you get a break from your husband and maybe you'll find a new friend or maybe you'll find that you really enjoy reading in a coffee shop rather than just sitting at home kind of putzing around the house, always occupying yourself. So it looks like you're productive, but you get to actually take like a breather. So finding those ways to look into like these moments and ignore the two negatives, but focus on like the five or six positives that could come along with it. I have a client who was talking to me about this recently and she is thrilled because her husband, like he's retiring and she feels like it's finally like their time. They have a lot of kids. They have a lot of grandkids and she knows that they love each other so deeply and they do prioritize each other. And also it was harder to have the time to do it more than they absolutely like could when he was working. So it's so neat to hear stories like that where people are like, oh my gosh, like this is so sweet that it's finally our time. And as much as other 
people might look for a tennis group or a golf group or a country club or pickleball lessons to fill up because their husband's going to be home. Like she's actually hoping to find more time by herself because when she's not pouring into her kids or her husband, like she needs to pour back into herself. And she knows that. And that self-awareness is like the most inspiring thing for me to hear on a day-to-day basis. Because I think as we get later on in life, we kind of stop caring what other people think about our choices and we can get a little bit more clear. I think the sooner that you can do that, the better off you are. The better off you are knowing this is who deserves my time and my energy and my resources and putting yourself before all of that so that you have the best of you to give to other people is so incredibly important. So when people come into the shop, like, I love it because I feel like I am hoping to, like, foster that a little bit. Like, hey, like, this is your time. Like, yes, I'm here to, like, have fun with you and do your hair. And it's not like you're checking into a high-end spa. I wish that were the case. That'd be so fun. And also, I don't know that I could do that bye-bye there <laughs> in all actuality. But um, but I do think that when they come into the shop, like, it's just this little nudge of, like, hey, keep taking care of you. Focus on you. You're looking at yourself in a mirror for an hour, two hours, three hours. <laughs> So there's a lot of self-reflection, like literally when you're in the salon. And I think as we go through and experience life, like how often do we get to just kind of sit and like self-reflect before we like embark into a journey? So it's much more like transformative on a deeper, like internal level, getting your hair done than I think you pay attention to. So I hope that this metaphor of like the high school lunchroom makes sense to you guys because it sure makes sense to me. (laughs) And I feel like high school really was just the warm up lap to life. And I remember my mom saying that a couple times to me in middle school and high school when I'd come home because the girls were being mean or there was like girl drama. And I would just sit on the steps and cry to her about like how hard it was. And she totally would empathize with me. And let me feel my feelings. And she would also remind me like, this is honestly just kind of like the warm up lap. This is the start of it. And it gets easier because it gets more familiar and you get better at not allowing certain people in or around you, but it still hurts the same. Sometimes it hurts bigger. I mean, I think some of my friendship breakups have been way bigger than like actual breakups. I've had I mean, really like three big friend breakups in my life, like one in the last like three years. And then I had one in my 20s and then I had one in like my early 20s and that was it. But like those three breakups were, they were hard. Oof, they were hard. My mom and dad even sent me flowers at the shop after one of them because they knew how hurt I was. Um. But yeah, I just think like understanding like we all go through this. It's not just us. It's not only me navigating these hard transitions and shifts allows for us to not feel so isolated in it. And especially in the fall time, whether you have kids or you are around kids, like 
it really is a transition time. That's the whole idea between summer and fall and winter is like fall is the exhale. Fall is the the metaphorical like letting go before we go into like a hibernation like period of time. And so we've done all this labor and fun in the summer, like harvesting the goods, celebrating the sunshine and being outside and moving our bodies and kind of heating everything up. And then it's like, we got to like exhale a little bit and let some of that go and prepare ourselves to kind of like hibernate. And I do a lot of this like conversationally in my coming home series that I did last year, where each season I would do a gathering and we'd break down the fall energy. And I just went through a lot of this content like a couple weeks ago. And it was just so timely to do it ahead of time because it's like, I'm seeing it in my own life. Like I need to take a break. I'm saying yes to the things that really matter. And then anything in between those things that I have, like kind of on the calendar, say no to, because I need to recover. I need to rest need to enjoy what's going on in the mundaneness so that I have enough to give in the big moments. But I don't know. I hope that this kind of lands with some of you because these these things are very repetitive for me to hear with clients as they come in at any season of life. And so you're not alone in this. And if you need an ear, a friend, I'm here, or maybe just share it with somebody you know who will listen and you'll probably hear on the other side of it rather than like judgment or like harshness, but you'll actually be met with like a lot of like understanding. Like, I don't know what that's like, but I understand like those types of feelings and that just itself is so supportive to know that we're not alone and just somebody can hear us. But I'm going to kind of like shift the, the dynamics in this conversation because the other part of this is trying to build the confidence. It's like sharing with somebody what's going on and how we're feeling, but like, how do we instill some of that confidence in ourselves? And I was in a yoga class, um, actually earlier this week. And I like, I literally was taken back during like this meditation and breath work towards the end of the class to like my younger self. And I could like feel myself getting ready and walking into school with like my cute knee-high socks as a high schooler and my uniform and my earrings and the jewelry and the hair and like the little bit of makeup we were allowed. But I remember getting myself ready in the mornings and walking in with so much confidence. And it really is the same thing now. Like the days that I get ready for the day when I'm at home with my kids, the day feels different. Now you don't have to do it every day. But the days that you do, take note. And the days that I choose to stay in my fresh face, mom bun, glasses on, cozy clothes, the day feels different. So as we go into fall, like transitioning our wardrobes and our look, like what do we want it to feel like? I know for me, like I'm getting out of this like postpartum era. So there are some clothes that definitely like don't fit because they're too big, because the belly was a lot bigger last year (laughs) and this time of year. And there's some things that like I've outgrown personality wise. And I'm like, that is not part of my aesthetic as a mom. That is not my vibe. I love a trucker hat right now, as many of you know. 
And so it's like kind of revamping my wardrobe and also trying to dress appropriately for the weather. Here it's super complicated in Arizona because, I mean, fall feels good in the mind, but on the body it's still summertime. I bought this really cute oversized like flannel shacket. It's so cute. I bought it in the summer. It was on sale. It's from La La Land or Dressed in La La. I'm obsessed with their stuff. But I'm like just praying for the fall weather. I can't wait for us to go up to Utah this fall so I can take it and wear it. It will make me the happiest little person because it's staring at me in the closet as I record right now. And uh, I just want some cooler weather. But anyways, I get a little distracted. Um, (laughs) We really have to like shift some of the way that we approach the season and how we dress and the way that we look. So it's been fun because like clients are coming in or sending inspo pics. Like I got three text messages this morning from different clients who are coming up in the next few weeks for hair and their inspo pics. I'm like, yes, this is so fun. Like, let's get those low lights in. Let's cut off those like blonde ends. Let's do this. Like, let's get you into like your new little self. And I think... Sometimes people are like, oh, I don't want to change my hair too much because, like, I don't want to look like I'm all over the place. And they feel really, like, comfortable being super consistent with, like, this is how it is. And I can appreciate that. And also, that is, like, resisting what nature gives you. Like, nature literally changes every three months. There's four seasons in the year And so if we're trying to stay rigid and like my hair is always going to look like this picture from this post-appointment like hair that you gave me, I just, I have a really hard time attaching myself to that because it's like, I can't control how much your gray hair is going to change from pepper to salt. I can't control like a lot of things. And I really like living in this whole like embracing systems and cycles and like ebbs and flows and letting things kind of connect, but not be so constant that we only look like one version of ourselves. Like let's evolve a little bit. Let's shake it up. So it doesn't mean you have to dye your hair pink. I mean, you could, but like find your vibe and like add a little something to it. Put in a little sparkle. Maybe if you're not up for changing like your look, maybe it's like changing your style. That's another thing. Like right now I'm trying to really, really explain to clients when they come in like that isn't the cut you like as much as the style and you have that hair right now, but I can show you how to style it. And I think you'll be happy that you didn't try and like do something more dramatic with your haircut, but just did a better job styling it at home. And a lot of the time it does solve the problem. People just don't always have the right hot tools. They don't always have the right product. They don't really know how to work some of the tools they buy off of like TikTok and Instagram. But I always encourage people like bring it in at your next appointment. We'll schedule an extra like 10 or 15 minutes. And before we start coloring your hair, I'll walk you through how to use that hot tool at the start of it. So then you can kind of see how to do it. Then I'll do your hair and you'll leave with it looking like you just left the salon. Because... Nobody wants to do their own hair. I've never understood that. Like, I've seen salons that have this. And I I mean, I guess I understand it in a way, but I just am like, no, like that is not for me. They have a chair with like hot tools and a brush. 
And they literally like let clients go and just do their own hair and then leave. And that's fine because I know some people are more particular of how their hair is when it's styled. But I'm definitely of the mindset like you need to be able to execute the style that your client likes in order for them to leave. (laughs) And I just cringe at the idea that people would be like sitting there doing their own hair and other clients would walk in and be like, well, why aren't you doing your hair? You know, like why, what's happening here? Why are they doing their own hair? Why are they paying to come in and do that themselves when they could just do it at home? It makes no sense. But some places I know that works well, no shade, no shade. I just, it's hard for me because I love the feeling of leaving a salon with my hair done. And I also know what it feels like to leave and not love the style. And so we just have to learn to speak up kindly. Say, oh, you know what? Can I show you how I like to style them? And then you can do the rest. No problem. Happy for that. So this is the fall talk. This is kind of the transition talk. How's it going for everybody? It's hard transitioning into new new parts of ourselves. And sometimes we're electing to be there. Sometimes we are being pushed there. Sometimes it's not us who's necessarily changing, but the environment or the people we're around are changing and we have to kind of absorb it. So I see you. I hear you. I think if we all did a better job of taking a pause, acknowledging that there's a shift happening, and then maybe even spoke to somebody, maybe it's your hairdresser, maybe it's your therapist, maybe it's a girlfriend or your daughter, or your mother. And then after we talked about it with somebody, we just kind of figured out, okay, how do I want to present myself in this new season? And you could physically do that with like a new lipstick, or maybe you're changing your hair, or you shift how you dress, like do something to kind of help give yourself that boost towards it. See how it feels, see how it lands. I hope that this all kind of connects with you and thank you again for being here. I am loving getting on and sharing some of the musings and the thoughts that come in and the conversations that I get to have. Um, I appreciate all of you so much. If you can do this little podcast, a huge solid and write a review after this episode, follow the podcast if you aren't already. And if you think somebody would really benefit from this conversation, please share it with them. I would so appreciate it. I am doing a weekly giveaway. So I kind of keep track on social media and through the different platforms that the podcast is on, who's reviewing, who's liking, who's sharing. And then I give away a product to a listener each week. So you do those things, either tag me on social media or send me an email or text and I'll get you in on the next week's drawing. So Thank you so much for being here with me and I look forward to the next time we get to talk between appointments. Bye.